Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. We're going to work on that Dalit predominantly, beginning on Gimel and the base from the two dots. Before we see that, we should see the Mishnah, the part of the Mishnah that's quoting Hamavavahever, to see the context of the Mishnah. Arba Abbas Nazikin, from the top, Bezim Menalaf. Arba Abbas Nazikin, the famous joke that uh, makes fun of learning too slowly. They say to Gasmi Shiva there, learning for Mishnah, Arba Avos. Four fathers. What four fathers? We have three fathers. From Yisrael Yaakov, what four fathers? Not F O R E. Four fathers. Yeah, four yeah. as in as in the number. Four fathers. And the, the Shiva guys are going back and forth. What's, what does it mean? Four fathers? Who's counting as the fourth? Until you get to Nazikin, damagers, so then you realize, oh, it's, you have to go a little bit further so you can see the answer. So don't get too stuck. Give yourself a little time to move forward. Arab Abbas Nazikin. So, four primary categories of damagers. Rashi says, What is called a primary damager? Those that are mentioned explicitly in the verse. The Gemara is going to speak out what are considered derivatives of the primary forms of damagers. And that's what we're going to get into. An obscure one of these four. What does it mean? The Mishnah says Hashor, which means the ox, the habor, and the a pit, Vamave, Vahave. Mave, Rashi says, Mefarish Bigamar. That is the Gemara we're working on. What is Mave? And Hever, Kitsay say Ish, when the fire goes out, Havara is, a, is a, a kindling. That is a fourth type of damage of Avos Nazikin, the primary categories of damagers. And the case of Mave is obscure. We're going to try and work through Machlokas, what, what is being referred to over here? Rashi points out the previous Rashi, Hashor Vabor, Kesedashank Suvin, the Parasha, Sudra Mishnah, the Parasha Rishon and Amra, Bishar Shnia Bebar. So the ordering Rashi is working on following the lead of how it's written in the Torah. The Mishnah continues, Lori, Mave, Kari, Asher. And we find a fundamental distinction, the unique qualities of Mave, which again is obscure, we don't know what it is, like the distinct unique qualities of Shor, of the ox, And each one is unique. The low and both of them have the spirit of life, the identity of Mavet that's obscure. We do know it has a quality of being possessed of the spirit of life. And that is not the case, like fire. Fire is not alive. And both of these two categories, broader categories, of Shor and Ma'ave, which possess life, 
as well as Heather of Aish, which is another category that damages as it goes in transit, both of those are distinct from the category of pit. Bar, she'en da'akali The damage caused by a pit is in a passive way. The pit just sits there. Somebody walks in, an animal walks in, is tripping, something happens where the damage occurs, but the actual pit is passive, causing damage. And that is distinct from both of the other two categories that have damage as they go. What actually unites, what's the common denominator of all of these categories? That they have a tendency to cause damage. All of them are prone to damaging. And there is an obligation, a responsibility, to guard against these damages. Their, their shmira, their requirement for guarding, for vigilance, is upon you. And if the damage is sustained, the one who is liable for the damage must pay the compensation for the damage from the best of his property. If he's paying from real property, so it needs to be from the highest grade of real estate. Rashi says, If he wants to pay him in karka, real property. Let's go back again to the two dots, Gimel Amid Beis. What is this mysterious mother? One of the four primary categories of damagers. We've seen the damager, it's a horror. Who is it? It's man himself. Adam. Mave is Adam Amazik, according to Rab. Shmuel Amar Mave Zehashem. Shmuel says Mave is another category related to Shar, which is an ox, of shame. Which literally means tooth. The tooth is a symbol of consumption. The tooth is, is what's involved in eating, chewing. And that is the, the symbol of that category of damage when the ox causes damage through its pursuit of gratification. Rav, Rav, who says, Mave, is referring to a man who's causing damage. Where does he get that from? Dersiv, as is written in Yeshaya, Chafalafi Beis, Omar Shomer, Asavoker, the guardian, which is a reference to Akarj Baruch the Holy One, blessed be he, Asavoker, the morning is coming, the Gam Lailo, and also darkness, the night, if you shall seek out, seek out, return and come. That's the Pasuk. 
in the context, it's referring to Duma, to Edom, and the state of exile of the Jewish people, the ultimate reward for the righteous, and the ultimate punishment for the wicked. Al-Kopanim, we see in, in this verse that the Loshan of Mave is presented here in the verse, Bayu, as, as a seeker. It's referring to humanity. It's a, a powerful insight into the nature of humanity as a seeker. Ramam writes, as Pirsha Mishnah, in the beginning of the second chapter of Chagiga, the nature of a human being is to be inquisitive and to seek out. So it's have a, it's have a human being. So the damage of a seeker, that's the way Rav learns. Shmuel Amar, Mave Zashem. Shmuel says the mysterious category of Mave, of Avos Nezikin, is shame, a damage of tooth, literally. Dechsev, a separate verse. Eich nechtesu esav nivu matspuna. How esav sought out. And his hidden things were exposed. So Nebu is of the same root as Mave. So it means the exposing Nebu were exposed. Matspunot, that things which were hidden of his. My mashma, what is the mashmos of this verse? Kematagam of Yosef as Translated by Rav Yosef in Aramaic. This is a tag that you'll find on the verse if you open up in Navi of Adya. Echden ispelish Esav isklin matrimovi. How Esav was sought out, and there's a revelation, exposure of his hidden things. So, two different approaches about this obscure word, matter. Let's see Rashi. Amar Shomer, Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Asavoker, Geula LeTzadikim. The morning is coming, redemption for the righteous. The Gam Lailo, and also darkness. Choshech Lerushayim, darkness for the wicked. Im Tashuva B'Tshuva, if they shall return in repentance, to Vakshu Machilo, and seek out. Forgiveness. Bayu. That's Russian Pasuk. Bayu. Alma ba'adam ksi bayu. So Mave is referring to this seeking out. In contrast, the next verse. Igvayin, the revelation, it will be revealed. Taguma shel this is the Aramaic translation of Nevo. 
Alma nivu lashon gilui. That means nivu is an expression of exposure. Hilkach amar mava zehashem. Therefore, mava is described as shame, as the tooth, the damage that is depicted as the tooth. The mava lashon megula. The word mava means exposure. Who? The hainu shame, and that is. Symbolized by the tooth, sometimes the tooth is revealed, sometimes it is hidden. In the verse, we f- we find a revelation, an exposure of that which is hidden, and shame is the part of the the mouth that can have exposure and can also be covered over. I'm not sure, but perhaps when Rashi says "dehainu shame," he's also referring to the word shame that has this similar meaning. Shane, which means tooth, also reflects this changing, sometimes revealed, sometimes closed and hidden. Shane as an illusion of Shinuin, that there's a change, perhaps. That it's it's a facet of the body that is sometimes exposed, sometimes covered over, and that is is a symbol of again this this uh, change, and therefore perhaps that is the root word shane from shinui, perhaps. <clears throat> In any event, we find that the association with learning, Mishnah, is associated vishinantam levanecha. Shinui could be perhaps a description, not just that you shall be toothy, which means the sharp one is a classic description, shinuna, but also the idea that a person is transformed. Through learning Torah. So this this is a a shinui that that takes place when a person engages in Talmud Torah properly. Continuing in the Gemara, the Rav my time although Amar Kishmo Rav who says that Mave is Adam is referring to man. Why does he disagree with Shmuel? Shmuel says it's talking about shame. Amalacha miktani neva. Does the Mishnah say neva? It does not. It says mavet. Rashi explains the mashma who atzmo neva. The mashmos, if we're trying to describe shame, should say one that is revealed. The if you're describing the ox that causes damage when its tooth is revealed, so it should say niva, that it is revealed. Maviktani, But the actual phraseology of this word, this obscure word in the Mishnah, is mave, which implies that it is exposing something else. So it seems to be slightly imprecise. If we're trying to use 
the word, the word of the, the, the Sheresh, based on this Pasuk, fine. But Nivu should be, in the, in the phraseology, in the Mishnah, Niva, as opposed to Mave, which implies something that causes another thing to be revealed. The Gemara does not provide an answer to this question, but perhaps we can posit that the ox in its consumption reveals that which is underneath what it ate. That's the, the derech of the shar. Like it says in the beginning of Pasha's Balak, that it consumes and leaves exposed and, and, and uh, desolate that which is in its wake. The, the grass is consumed all the way down to the bottom, exposed. Perhaps, Balkoponim, if we're focusing on the tooth, it was focusing on that which is exposed, so the Mishnah says that which exposed is. So that's somewhat imprecise is the objection. Why does Shmuel not learn like Rav? Why does Shmuel, who learns Shane, reject the Limud of Mava as Adam? But he says a similar objection. It doesn't say boy. should have said boy. It says mavet. Oshin. Boyu. Like it says in the Pasuk. should have said boy. Very similar to the verse. In Yeshaya. The seeker. Why does it say mavet? So... Both Amoraim, Rav and Shmuel, have an objection to the Lashon HaMishnah, the phraseology, HaMave. It should have either said Neve or Boe. Okay, each one has a weakness. Mechdi, Kroy, Lokamar Daiki, Lokamar Daiki. So, taking stock of the assessment here, neither opinion has an advantage over the other in terms of why the Mishnah is phrased as it is, Mave. Rav, my time alone, So if each one is weak in this regard, why doesn't Rav say like Shmuel? Tana, Shar, Cholmili de Shar. The Mishnah says Shar. And that implies all facets of damage caused by an ox. So therefore, Rav is inclined to learn Mavet is beyond ox, and therefore it means Adam. It means the, the human damager, the seeker. Shmuel Nami Hatanile Shar. Shmuel also has the Mishnah teaching Shar. So this is a question against Shmuel. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda explains, Tana Shar, the Karna. When the Mishnah says shor, it is not referring to all categories of bovine damage, but it's specifically referring to karen, to the horn of the ox, which is this a type of avamazik. It's a primary category of damage caused by an aggression on the part of the ox, goring through its horn or other forms of aggression, 
And mare is also referring to another type of damage from the ox, but from its teeth, as it seeks enjoyment to satisfy its hunger, it's another type of damage. But both are referring to an aspect of shor. And this is what it means to say. That there is a unique element within Karen, the category of damager, through aggression of the horn, goring, that it's not sustaining or satisfying its desire when it causes damage. It's an aggressive cause of damage. That's unique to, to Karen. That's distinct from Shane, that when it's causing damage through its teeth, and the standard course of how an ox would damage with its teeth, it's by eating and causing damage to that which it ate. So it's enjoying itself as it causes damage. It's two fundamental categories. The Loria Shane type of Dalaramanal and the facet of shame is distinct. Shain Kavanosal Hazik, Kiriya Karen Shavanosal Hazik. The damage caused by consuming in the pursuit of enjoyment is coincidental. The ox is not trying to damage. It's trying to eat, but it's not trying to damage. Azapsic ratio. That's a certain facet of the avamazik of shame that is distinct and unique to shame that does not apply to Karen. Karen, when it gores, that is clearly with aggressive, hostile intent. It's intending to damage. It's not obsecration. It's trying to cause damage. So each one is unique. Sitosos. Lori Karen Shain Hanal the Baran Tosos Gimlamibes. Upshia Pasha. And the owner is negligent. Shahayalo Lishmar Sharo. He is responsible. The owner is responsible. He should have guarded his ox. Shabakal Hayochal Shamro. Because it would have been easy for him to have guarded it. Shain Dehukalahazik. Because it's not pushing to cause damage. Given Shain Analazika. Because it gains nothing from the damage. When an ox gores, it's worked up, but it is not actually driven by some need. It's just seeking to cause damage. So in a certain sense, that provides an an easy ability to guard the ox from damage. However, the ox has a natural inclination to satisfy its desire, and it desires to eat, needs to eat to live. So it's like Ones. It's, in a certain sense, what do you want the owner to do? The ox has to eat. So when it goes around looking for something to munch, it's like an Ones. It's like something that the owner can't defend against and protect from causing damage. He wasn't really that 
able to properly guard it. The tooth literally is pushing to eat for its own enjoyment. And we have, conversely, a unique feature. The category of avamazik, the primary category of damager of shame, of the tooth category, that it does not have intention to cause damage, the enyashatakva. And it is not being driven by an, an evil inclination, literally. And it's easy to guard it. That's easy, an, an easy element of shame. Meaning when the ox gets worked up to gore, that's Yitzra Takva. It's, it's been provoked, and it's out to attack. But by Shane, it's kind of just over easy. Might as well try and eat something else. What else do you want the ox to do? So it's, it doesn't take a lot to restrain it. You have to catch it, but it doesn't take a lot to restrain it. Kuriya Karen, When you look at the facets, unique facet of Karen, of the horn that the ox is seeking to gore, it's doing so with great passion. The ox wants to gore. And it's hard to, to guard against that. When the ox is out on a rampage, it's hard to protect against that damage. So it's not a standard current that's always seeking to do, but when it flares up, it's harder to guard. So there's an element on each av of each primary category that gives it a distinction that you don't have by the other category. Continue back in the Gemara, back on Dalat Amanala. Vilav Kavachomehu, the second line. Can you not derive one from the other? Is it not a Kavachomer? Uma Shein, Shein Kavanos Lahazik, Chayev. And if we just have Shein, the category, the ox, seeking the enjoyment with its teeth, not intending to damage, and nonetheless the owner is liable to pay. So if, if the owner is high for a type of secretion, or Dabrashana Miscavin, if you will, it's if you're high for that, so certainly you should be high when the ox is trying to cause damage. It's And it is necessary, we cannot have a Kavachomer. It's necessary to teach you both. I would have thought to say, just like a slave and a maidservant, that by the damage caused by one's slave, even if they intend to cause damage, the owner is exempt. So we, we find that the intent, intent to cause damage is not invariably going to come together with a liability for the owner. We find by a slave and a maidservant that the intent to damage does not bring about liability for the owner. 
So say the same thing by the ox. Therefore, we need a separate limud of karen, that the, the liability for the owner when his ox causes damage through goring, which is intentional, to differentiate it from the slave and maidservant where the owner, in fact, is exempt from paying for that damage. Amravashi, Aldo Evid Ba'ama, Lavtaimo Rabo Isbuhu. Ravashi objects to this idea. He says, What's the comparison? Why would you think to compare Karen of Shor, the goring of an ox, to the damage, intentional damage caused by a slave and a maidservant? There's a great reason to exempt the owner of the slave from liability by the case of the slave, his slave that causes damage, or his maidservant that causes damage. Perhaps there's going to be a disgruntled employee with a slave. He's not happy. He says, I'm tired of shining your shoes and picking your cotton. You didn't give me enough. Didn't take care of me well enough. He's upset. And he's going to take it out. How's he going to get his master back? He's going to go and light a pile of grain of his friend, not much of a friend, and he's going to cause his master terrible financial losses, a hundred mana every day. Just go and torch somebody else's granary every day. And if the master would be held liable, then this would be a disaster. So that's unique to a bardas of Evid and Amma who have the premeditated intentions. They will cause damage in order to make their master liable, if he would actually be liable. This is not something you'll find by an ox. So therefore, there's no reason to think that they should be comparable. Ella parich hachi. Rather ask as follows. There's a note over here. Ella parich hachi. Rather answer as follows. As another girsa kiss the yad. Ella hachi kama. Rather, this is what you shall say. There's a fundamental difference between these primary categories of damagers. Karen is distinct from shame. Karen, the category of the ox goring through its horn, has intent to cause damage, and that's distinct from the ox causing damage through its teeth where it does not have intent to cause damage. And there's a distinction between these two categories, that by shane, the category of damage caused by seeking out the pleasure, the satisfaction with its tooth to consume, that is without intention to cause damage, whereas the Abamazic of Karen is intention to cause damage. The regal my shaira, shaira. 
and the now we're introducing a third primary category of damager coming from the ox, the trampling. Why is that omitted? If we're talking about the various categories of ox, shor, in the Mishnah, and we're learning that shor hamazik is not generic, but rather specific, so then we're enumerating only two out of three categories in the Mishnah. You have Karen as a stand-in for the word Shar, and you have Shane. If you learn Mava means Shane. But what about Regal? An ox has another primary category of damage that it causes as it tramples. It moves, it tramples, and it causes damage. It's another type of damaging that is not mentioned according to this understanding of the Mishnah. If you learn the Mishnah, Shar incorporates all the damages of Shar, like Rab, and Mavet is talking about Adam. So that's very good. Regal is mentioned. It's in Shar. But if you don't like Shmuel, so Shane is mentioned, and Shar means Karen, we're saying, but Regal is missing. Keshehizik Chav Hamazik. So Shmuel will apologize for the missing primary category of damager of regal, of trampling. The Mishnah does allude to it, he says. Going back to the Mishnah again. The Mishnah says, towards the end, And when a damager has cause damage, so there's a liability for the one who is damaged to pay complete payment from the finest of his property. What is this line coming to include? It's coming to include regal. The Sanyabahedya. Okay, fine. It's possible, but why not speak it out explicitly? Why not mention regal like the others are mentioned. Why is it subsumed into an illusion at the conclusion of the Mishnah? That's a kasha. Allah Amar Rava, rather Rava says a different mahalach, Tanashar Liraglo. When the Mishnah says Shar, it's referring to Regalamazik, the trampling, as opposed to Karen, as opposed to the goring of the horn. Umave lishino, as Shmuel said, Mave means shame. That the damage, primary category of damage of the ox causing damage as it eats with its teeth. And here is when the Mishnah speaks about the unique facets of each primary category. Regel, Hamazik, the damage caused by trampling is typical and dominant. It's, it's motsui. Oxen walk, and they cause damage when they trample on things. That's different than shane. Shane is a motsui. The damage caused by eating is less universal. Rashi explains, Regal has a motsui. Hilkach lo asya shane 
you cannot derive the avamazik of shein from regel because on a relative basis regel is more common the ox is on the move all the time and shein yes it eats a lot but relatively speaking less so it it walks and tramples and causes damage through that in a way that's more mostly than shame, than the, the damage of consumption. Although we saw in Tosfus, bottom of Gimelama Bays, that the relative, how common the Hezek of Shane is, is much greater than Karen, because it's rooted in the fulfillment of its desire, but nonetheless, it walks much more than it eats. So that's a unique feature of regal, preventing that being a source for shein. Luria shein, sheishan alazeko, kiriya regal, sheishan alazeko. And you do not have within the primary category of shein the same facets of the, the root of the damage that you find by regal. That by shein, there is pleasure derived from the damage it's caused, whereas by trampling, it gains nothing from the trampling. It's a, it's a byproduct of its walking. It's a heavy ox. When it steps on something, it can break it. It does plenty of walking, but there is no hana involved. It is not a source of gratification for the ox to crush something under its weight. Vikeren mai, an ox that damages through goring with a horn, what of that, that category? Once we've identified Shor in the Mishnah, now as Regal, so what happens to Karen? We have three primary categories that are of bovine damage. If we've marginalized Karen, why is it not mentioned in the Mishnah? The Karen Mai Shaire. Keshehizik, Chavamazik, Masuya Karen. Similar to our previous excuse, we're offering the same one. When there is damage, the damager is liable. That extra phraseology in the Mishnah is coming to include the primary category of damage caused by Karen through goring. And why is it not taught explicitly? That was a question we asked in the previous structure of the Mishnah, according to Shmuel. Why not say, just like we're now understanding Regal explicitly and Shane explicitly, why not mention Karen explicitly? Now we're offering a reason to exclude Karen from being explicitly mentioned. Rather, it's only being alluded to at the end of the Mishnah because our Mishnah is talking about those type of damage where the animal, the property, is forewarned, so to speak, from its inception. The owner must guard against these damages right away. That's unique to the categories mentioned explicitly in this new framework where shor means regal, trampling, and mava means shane. The consumption, 
damaging as it enjoys. Whereas Karen, the damage caused by goring, that is not fully liable from its inception. An ox that is docile, a tam, is not fully liable if it, if it causes damage, su surprisingly. Never heard a fly. Suddenly this ox gores. So the owner only has to pay chatzinezek. Only has to pay half the damage. And if he's a muid, if he's a repeat offender, then we find Karen becomes a liability. But it's not from its inception. So the goring is differentiated from the cases of our Mishnah where the liability and requirement to guard against these types of damage is from the inception. So that's why Karen is only alluded to. Shmuel, why does he not learn like Rav? Who said that we're talking about Adam Hamazik? Adam Hatani Seifa. The Shmuel will tell you why is he learning Mavet means shame if it would come up in your mind if you would think that Adam is the identification of Mavet so it says in the conclusion of the Mishnah Shor Hamud Shor Hamazik Hanizik Adam that's later on that's as the Bez and it should have said in the beginning, Oh, that's an answer. So meaning, the reason why Shmuel objects to Rav introducing Adam Amazik in the beginning is because he says it's brought later in the second part of the Mishnah, which the Gemara brings down in Daftesvah, so that implies that it's not mentioned in the beginning. So he prefers to learn that Mave is referring to another type of Avamazik coming from Shor. And Rav would learn the Adon. Beniske Momen Kamairi, Beniske Gufo Lo Kamairi. Meaning that's the differentiation. Between Reisha and Seifa, in the beginning, it's talking about the damage of property, and it's not talking about the damage of one's person. That's how Shmuel learns. There's a, a reason why it's thematically differentiated, and Adam is pushed out to the Seifa, to the conclusion. So that's why Shmuel has an interest in learning that it's Dafka, not Adam, but rather Mava is shame. Rav Nami Haktani Adam What does Rav do with that? Yes, it does mention Adam explicitly in the end of the Mishnah, later on, in Tezvav. Rav will tell you that it's mentioned over there to enumerate it among those that are Mu'adin. Rashi. Over there it lists five types of tamin and five types of mu'adin. 
So it's mentioned specifically as Adam later, not to the exclusion of mentioning it in the beginning by us. Rav says it is mentioned by us in the beginning, just by the name of Mave. And later it's mentioned to enumerate five types, five categories of Tam and five categories of Mu'at. Umay lo are hachikamar, lo re'yashor, shemashan asakofer, kriha adam, shemashan asakofer. And it's not that this is how it is being presented. There's a unique facet of shor that pays kofer. The owner of the ox has to pay kofer, an atonement payment. And that is not applicable to a man who damages himself. But if he himself is the damager, he does not pay kofer. He does not pay an atonement payment. Lo adam and we have another distinction, something that's unique about Adamazik. If a man causes damage, he is liable for four additional payments that are resultant losses that are at a, at a, he needs to compensate for when he damages himself, and that is not his obligation when his ox damages. If his ox damages, he only has to pay Nezek. He does not have to pay an additional four items. Rashi. My lo haray titani masnisin lo re shakari amave, the rabda omar, mave se adam. Shar muad shnogah adam. If a goring ox, dangerous ox, kills a person, mishalim kofit. The owner has to pay kofer, which is a payment that's an atonement. He would have listed shor. He would not learn man from that case. If a man intentionally kills his friend, he's killed in court. And his punishment, if it was inadvertent, is exile. And there is no payment of kofer. If a man kills, there will never be kofir. A man who damages, causes a wound against his friend, he has to pay four types of damage in addition to the direct damage. He needs to pay also, compensate him for his pain. What would he pay? To have received anesthesia, something like that, and the doctor's bills, and the lost wages, and payment for his embarrassment. Four additional payments that a man must pay out if he causes a wound. Aval Nezek, Loka Choshev, even though there are five payments, Nezek is not mentioned, they show Nami, Nezek Mashali, because that's not different. We're talking about a unique facet of what. Identifies this Avamazik, Shor also pays Nezek. Avalahanech arbodvorim enu chayet. Kemasik beshilikates at a reg. Moedis. Damrinakiten ish mum bamito. Ish bamito of lo shor bamito. We find that the obligation to pay these additional four payments are unique to a man, not to an ox.
So if a man causes damage, a wound to his friend, he has to pay these additional payments. Qu yeah, question. please. Um, they only will only have to pay Nezik. You don't have to pay the other four types of damages. Correct. I'm sorry, what are those four types of damages? Or did we not yeah, get yeah. to that yet? Yeah, Rashi mentions them here. Sa'ripui shevis and boshes. So the payment for pain is an additional payment. That's not actual loss of limb. Okay. So the, the actual nezek is the assessment of the loss of the limb. Okay. That's nezek. So if the person was wounded and he lost a limb, and now you evaluate what is his market value with not having this limb that used to be there or functional, whatever it might be, as a result of this wound. Okay. That's universal. That payment of the nezek is equal whether the person causes the wound or his animal causes the wound. I see. The next four, though, are unique to other mamasic. It's only if the man causes a wound. That's a payment for this pain, for the healing, for lost wages, and for the embarrassment. Okay. Those are four additional payments that only apply when a man causes the wound. But if I his see. ox causes the wound, he does not need to compensate those four things. Interesting. That's not a shavash ban. What is binding all of them, the common denominator? Shadak and Lahazik, that they have a tendency to cause damage. Vechi darko, vechi shor darko lahazik, bemuid. When an is an ox predisposed to cause damage, when it's a muid, when it is forewarned, when it has previously been aggressive and caused damage, and again, so it becomes, at what point it becomes mu'id, but it becomes, at a certain point, an aggressive ox. By mu'id, it is predisposed to this aggressive damaging. Since he has been warned, so it is his way. Adam lahazik. Is man predisposed to damage? Biyasha. When he is sleeping, man is predisposed to damage. Meaning this is a legitimate satashava. does bind these categories. Since when he's sleeping, he stretches himself out and moves around, and that's typical for a person in a sleep to be not conscientious, he is sleeping. So it is considered the way of a person to cause damage in such a state. And their guarding is upon you. One must be vigilant concerning them. Man must watch his own body. Rashi says the Kaparich. This lotion doesn't fit so well on a person. A person has to watch over. Their guarding is upon you. If it's referring to the Adam himself, is a bit of a challenge. He has to watch himself, but it, it's a, a bit strange to present him as needing to be responsible over over that, over, that they must be watched, referring to his own body. 
Utaimeich, according to your reasoning, Hadik Tani, Karna, that which is taught by Karna, Arba Avas Nazikin, there are four primary categories of damagers, Vaadam Echad Mehen, and man is one of them. Adam Shmiras Gufo Alav. Alav Hu. Man, the guarding of his body, is upon him. Meaning, Reflective, reflexively, Allah on him, not on you, Alecha. Elekad Amar Le Rabbi Avo. Rather, it's as was said to Rabbi Avo, Litano Tani Adam Shmiras Gufa Allah. Litano that taught a man, the guarding of his body is upon him. Hacha Nami Tani. So too was it taught. Top of Dalaran Bez. Adam shmiras gufalav. By man, the guarding of his body is upon him. So that's what is meant. Maskifla Rav Mary. Rav Mary asakasha. The ema mave. Ze hamayim. Dersiv. Kikedach esh. Hamasim mayim. Tive Eish, the Apostle of Yenishaya, Rashi says, Kemosha Eish, sorry, Dobranimas. Why not say, Math is mine, Rashi speaks out, Sheim Shofech Adam Meimav, Lushus Rabim, Boacher, Unitvenu, Kalev, Chayev, Hashofchan. Say that if a person spills out his water, into the public thoroughfare, somebody else comes and gets dirtied by it, or his his uh, vessels get dirty. Say that the one who spilled out the water is liable. And working on this verse, Kimosha Eish Sarev Davar Animus Kigon Zephes Vishava Komeni Revav Maim Tive Eish. Just as fire burns up things that melt, such as tar and wax and other fat items. So, maim tive eish. Vamayim ukishim ukimayim. Shemavavim esa eish. Kishinosin mayim alo eish. Nasim kimin abuvos aroschos. When you place water in proximity to fire, it starts bubbling over. As it heats up, the saved The conclusion of the verse says, to reveal your name to those that oppress you when you will cause them to be lost from the world. Akoponim, that's another interpretation of Mave. Say that Mave is not automatic directly, but a hezek that comes about through his Mayim, through spilling of water. Miksiv Mayim Nivu. Is that what it says? It says Mayim Tive. Loshan Rabbim Rashi says, the Havimashma 
So it's, it's imprecise. It doesn't say maim nivu in a plural sense. Mave would be the... If, if it would be referring to maim, it should say, similar to previous objection, nivu. Tive eish But that's the verse is tive. So mave is not a particularly good fit. Ravzvid said, maybe you could say Mave is referring to Eish. And Tive is going on a fire. It says Tive Eish. Say that the, the Mave is going on the Eish. As opposed to the, the water, say it's going on the fire. Ihochi mai hamave vahever. If so, if you're identifying Mave as Eish, what's Hever? Hever is also the, the beer, the burning, the kindling of the fire. And if you'll say it's just coming to explain, If so, Mishnah says four, and you're only listing three, and you're just clarifying Mave means Eish through Havara. And if you'll say that the Mishnah teaches shor, that includes three, both uh, not meaning implicit within shor are damages that come about through an ox, including goring, trampling, and through the teeth consumption. Yihachi, and therefore four is not precise. Then you can have a problem with the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, in describing the categories, including Shor and Mave, Rochaim has a spirit of life. And if we're saying that Mave means Eish, well, Eish does not have a living spirit. And further, it differentiates Eish, which is Dark and Lahazik. If Mave and Eish are the same, Mave and Heve are identical, then the conclusion of the Mishnah also makes no sense. So it can't be that we're identifying Mave as Eish. Tani of Oshia, or Rebbe Oshia, the Sofrim says, Shlosha Sar Abbas Nazikin. There are 13 primary categories of damagers. Not only four. We're going to enumerate more. Shomachinam, Vashoel, Nosesachar, Vasochin. Various types of guardians. An unpaid watchman, a borrower, a renter. Nezek Tsar Ripui Sheves The Various types of tashlumen, a payment for causing chavala, wounding, the damage, the assessed value of the loss of limb, pain, healing, lost wages, and embarrassment. Ve'arbod masnisen, and the four of our Mishnah, hotlesar. So you have 13 enumerated. Ve'tani didon, my time alo tani hani, 
And our Mishnah, why did the author of our Mishnah not mention the others? Bishlam Shmuel, it goes well according to Shmuel. Beniske Momon Kamairi, Armamono, that the subject matter are liabilities for one's property. So that's very good why they're not enumerated in our Mishnah. Those are liabilities that a person is personally required to pay for. According to Shmuel, our Mishnah is not talking about any liabilities for damage directly caused by one's person. According to Rav, though, we have a question. Why doesn't the Mishnah enumerate all of these 13? If we're already talking about Adam, so speak out more. The Roshia Nami, and according to Roshia as well, Hatanile Adam, Trey Gavne Adam, Tana. Adam de Izik, Adam, the Tana Adam de Izik Shah. Kornerba also, that we're talking about Adam, there are two types of Adam. So according to Rav and Roshia, there are two types of Adam. Adam, the man who damages man, and man who damages property. And our Mishnah is talking about man damaging property, and the Roshia is teaching about 13 Avas Nezikin includes man who's damaging man. Yehachi Shor Nami, listening Trey Gavni Shor. If so, why don't we differentiate by the ox as well? Two types. Listening Shor, Dizik Shor, listening Shor, Dizik Adam. Why don't we talk about an ox damaging property as distinct from an ox damaging man? I might. What, what are we asking about? Bishlam Adam, Dizik Shor. We have a reason to differentiate by man. If a man damages an ox, Nezek to Hudimashalim. He pays Nezek. If a man damages property, he has to pay restitution for the loss. Adam, Dizik Adam, Mishalim Avedvarim. But if a man causes harm to another man, in addition to the damage, he also has to pay for these additional four payments. So it makes sense to categorize them separately man damaging man versus man damaging ox or other property. El Ashur, Mali Shardizik Shur, Mali Shardizik Adam. If we're talking about an ox damaging, why would we differentiate between damaging an, a human being versus damaging property? The owner of the ox is not going to be liable more for one category over the other. He's going to be chayev for nezek, for the damage. Only one category, not the other four. So there's no reason to differentiate. Now we're asking and these categories of watchmen, the unpaid watchmen, borrower, a renter, and a paid watchman, these are 
talking about a man who is causing damage <coughs> to property. Tani Tani Azeka, Tani Azeka And we have reason to differentiate categories of damage caused by one's hands, whereas a damage that is caused, Mamelo, that, that it's brought about as a consequence of either negligence or some some other involvement. So there's there's a reason to differentiate between these categories of Adam. According to Rab, that says Adam is mentioned in our Mishnah, he says, Mave is Adam. Why does he only mention Arba and Suzikin? Why is he omitting the other categories of 13 mentioned by Roshia? There are four overlapping, but why is he not mentioning more of Adam? Tana Adam, Mave Masnisin. Tana Adam, the Azik The mission is talking about man causing damage to property, to an ox. Kiloman is We're talking about damage of property. We're discussing mave that is similar to the damage caused by a pit. Tani. Ubor the The obligation of payment is comparable to other cases of the Mishnah. We're talking about property damage. And the damage caused of chavala, of a wound, through a pit, is not being discussed. on, as mentioned later on, he's, ex- he's exempt from that. We have an exemption. It says, when one's pit ensnares another one's ox, and the ox is damaged. And it says, chamor, that his donkey falls into the pit and is damaged. To the exclusion of vessels, we have exclusions of Adam and Caleb. The Adam to Azik Shor, and a man who causes damage to an ox, Heyrachsiv, to Karli Av, we said it's four primary categories of damage. Rashi and the Mishnah said these are four categories that are mentioned in the verses. Where do we find the mentioning of, in the verse, man who causes damage to an ox? And he strikes the soul of the animal, he shall pay. So there is a reason to call it Av Hamazik. Goes well, man who caused damage to an ox, since their liabilities are not equivalent, so that's why they are broken up and Mentioned separately. Adam de Azik Adam, Kigon Hedvarim, Chovel Chavero, man who harms and causes a wound to his friend, has to pay five types of payments, as opposed to property. Ukame Parech, Ha Dal Shomrim, Derba Oshia, Adam de Azik Shahu. Later, the Gemara is going to address the question that the four watchmen that are mentioned in Rabosha's 13 Avos Nazikin, enumerate Adam, a man who causes damage to an ox. So that's 
you see the Reboshia does list that. Ketani Reboshia, Avos, Damas Nisin, Hezek, to be a daim, Dal Shoma Hezek, to Melo. Reboshia still has a reason to differentiate that he is talking about the damages that are brought about Memelo, Hezek that comes through the, these uh, watchmen, but it's not them directly causing the damage. So they were watching, they're responsible, and something happened, but not that they directly caused the damage. Whereas our Mishnah is talking about direct Hezek Biadaim, a direct cause of, uh, of damage, damaging with one's hand. Just see a little bit more in the Gemara. Tanu Rebichia. has another enumeration of primary categories of damagers. So our Mishnah said four. Then we had Rabbi Oshia teaching 13. And now we have Rebichia teaching 24. 24 primary categories of damagers. Tashlomi Kefel, the payment of double for theft. Tashlomi Ababa Chamisha, specifically for an ox or a sheep. If it was stolen or, sl- or sold, stolen and then sold or slaughtered. The Ganav, the Gazlan, the payment of a Ganav, of a thief who steals by stealth or Gazlan does so brazenly. Vedim Zomin and false witnesses. Vyaones, Mafate, one who assaults a woman or one who entices a woman. Motsi Shemra, one who slanders her. Vyamatame, and one who renders something to be impure and thereby causes damage. Vemadame, one who mixes something and causes the damage that way. Amanaseh, one who pours libation and renders it prohibited, the wine. Bahanit Lesar, in addition to the 13 that were mentioned prior. Ha, Esrim Arba. So according to Rabbi Chia, you have 24 primary categories of damages. 